Travis, Local 3 School Records. First player, 20 seasons to have 100 yards receiving and interception nationally. Dylan broke three school records. Was true freshman. Last 27 years nationally scored touchdown in his debut. Jeremy broke two school records. We're the national team of the week. Four buffs over 100 yards receiving. First time with two receivers having 11 plus catches. Shador broke nine school records. Stuart called me, not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, those personal records, you don't want to hear about that. But first player with Bowman plus FBS debut nationally in 1996. What that means is we had some gentlemen that could play this game, but that does not mean anything going into this week. So a whole new focus, a whole new understanding of what's at stake. This is a robbery as we understand now. Apologize, it has to be important. It's not, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Oh, it's a robbery. We uh, take it very seriously. First home game in front of our, in front of Buff Nation. And uh, we had a good practice today. We really did. I thought we could have took it up a notch for our focus, but we had a pretty good practice today overall. Let's give you a question. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, Coach Ryan Cohen for, for DMVR. Um, almost, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Almost every other coach in the country talks about building inside out. Yeah. You talk about building outside in, and you kind of saw that play out on Saturday. I'd love to hear just your philosophy. Well, when you talk about, people say it, I build outside in because I'm a and I play receiver and I play skill position, so you would think that. But uh, our line offensively did pretty darn well. Defensively, it looks like we played like garbage because we surrendered so many yards and points, and we're gonna, we're gonna fix that. But we have uh, depth at both of those positions to, to get us to our destination that we desire. So it's not like we just structured to build inside out. My attractability to skill level players is just a bit more. You know? D-line and O-line, but trust me, they're coming. D-line and O-line, trust me, they're coming. I asked you a few weeks ago about the relationship between Shadur and Sean Lewis. Mm -hmm. And after the game the other night, kind of got me thinking back to when you were going through the process of trying to find an offensive coordinator. What were you looking for and what made Sean the right fit? Um, a guy that can take uh, this offense to another level. We've always had success defensively, tremendously and uh, our prior stops. Offensively, we had success as well. Brett um, Bartolome did a wonderful job. Um, Coach Pollock did a wonderful job. They were my former two OCs. Um, we just wanted to up the ante and go to the next level and uh, also take Shador to another level. And he was ready. He was ready for the challenge of not just with the play calling and the dynamics of the plays and the structure of the offense, but with the personnel as well. I mean, I've been telling you guys, we, we, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but we, we have some tremendous athletes on the offensive side of the ball as well as defense as well. Do you have to sell giving up I don't the sell. head coaching role? I don't, I don't sell. All right, so how, is, there, is there anything about having to step down from a head coach to come be an OC? A tremendous opportunity. Not just the players seek opportunities, I think the coaching staff as well. We still have 
several coaches on the staff that their dreams and ambitions are to be a head coach at a power five level. And it's my objective to help them get there. I want that for them more than anything, especially since I know that's what they desire. I'm going to help them get to that point. Coach Brown, Joe Rico, My Life Sports. I thought the biggest surprise was the offensive line. I thought they played great. I, I heard some some things. I saw some things in practice, maybe. But also, I think Shador helped them out. What a, what a great performance, getting the ball out of his hand that quick. Right. Can you comment about the line? Because I thought they, they were a big difference maker. Um, we felt like the line was, was suffice. We felt like we had backs that could run the ball. The line was going to do his job. And we know Shador is Shador. You guys didn't know that. Because some guys are not intimate with this team, and you don't really you know, you're outside of the, the, the crib, you know, commenting on what's going on inside. But that offensive line, you got to give them credit, man. They, we, you know, when everybody was talking about we're small, we got Darren 269 guys at that time. Where do you get that from? But we got to improve running the football because the, the running backs that we have are tremendous. You're going to see a couple more things this week in featuring the couple more of those guys that didn't really get a lot of touches last week. Hopefully they get opportunities this week. But that line did a phenomenal job offensively. And they can do better. Thank you, sir. Hey, Coach. Mick Miller, Fox 31. Obviously, Shador. How you feeling, first of all? I'm doing a little bit better. Thank you, guys. You got your boot? I got my boot. Oh, you see that? around. Okay. I'm off the scooter, so that's, that's yeah, a that's, big Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Obviously, you know, Shador sets all these school records mm -hmm. and leads the offense. Shiloh also leads the team in tackles. I'm interested, as you look back throughout the years, how that brotherly competition has pushed them to get better and also how they've also been able to elevate the people around. Well, they competed everything. I mean, they argue about... <laughs> I know what I was getting ready to say, but I was like, okay, judge it. <laughs> but as a parent, it's a good thing, I'm gonna say it. They argue about who has the most money in the bank. I like that because it's not who's spending the most, who has the most stuff, it's like who has the most in the bank. I love to hear that argument. I, I love that. Then I get up, then it gets on my nerves and I say, let's, let's stop it. But they go at it and compete all the time. And uh, I like it because it pushes them. They've been doing it since they were shorty, I mean, coming out the womb. And I really like that Shiloh uh, on the back end, he's the verbal leader back there defensively and uh, Shador does what he does. But I love the, the brotherly competition, and, and it won't stop. Trust me. Ariel Orsuto, Nine News. Uh, this Nebraska rivalry is really deep. It's really strong. Yeah. What have you kind of learned since coming here? What have you been able to teach this team? And really, what is this team feeling going into this well, game? Well, rivalries are rivalries. Um, there's some more severe than others. I think everywhere you go coach, from high school, on up or from youth league on up you're going to have rivalries and just learning the dynamics of the different rivalries are it, it, i like it it's delightful so I, i've learned the, the the severity the serious nature of this rivalry and i'm embracing it 100 percent this is personal that's the message of the week this is personal jimmy sirfoss 247 sports i guess what have you just seen from this nebraska team so far you're well coach you know i, I do admire their coach tremendously. I mean, what he did in Baylor, um, I know things didn't go the way they desired them to go in Carolina, but just that opportunity and, and doing what he did is something that 
that some expire. I don't expire to go to the NFL, but some expire to to go to. But I, I like it. He's done a phenomenal job with that team and, and, and trying to get them in the right direction. They play hard. They play tough. They're physical. They dot eyes and cross T's. And uh, trust me, they're not going to lay down at any means. They're going to come in here and be prepared for a dog fight. They know the athleticism we feature and what we come to the table with. So it should be a tough game. And I, I think uh, we may have a couple players that play when we want. So that's on that team as well. You reported that you were thankful that you were able to make it throughout the game. Mm -hmm. I was wondering what you were thinking when you had to sit down on that chair during the game. I was hurting. <laughs> and how much of a toll did that game take on Well, forget me. I was thankful that the kids make it. You know what I'm really happy about that? We didn't suffer from the heat exhaustion. We, we didn't allow that to affect us. And I think we ended up with, with seven, six or seven penalties. Six. Yeah, which was phenomenal. I mean, you know, you guys say we just met. Now, you were getting these guys on the same page, you know all that? But <laughs> this, it was it, uh, phenomenal. Me, my health is my health. Just just to lead them out and run out the tunnel was enough for me. I did what I needed to do. Now it's time for them to get on. Uh, my health is going to be crazy. I'm going to take meds. I'm going to shoot it up. I'm going to do what I have to do to make it through. But this is about the kids. Thank you for asking. Hi, Coach. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Nick Edwards, you sports report. You mentioned on Saturday that Travis has the Heisman chilling at the crib right now. How proud are you of him just to kind of have him in Heisman contention to any degree? Well, I think we have three of them in Heisman contention right now. And uh, Travis, what he's capable of doing, I've been saying that since he got here, since he got to Jackson, when I first laid eyes on him, the kid is, uh, he's different, as the young folks say now. He's phenomenal. He loves the game. He gets upset. Like I told he and Dylan, I don't want to see him practicing until Wednesday. And so they're going to start work tomorrow, which gave them a few days off to get their body uh, recuperated. But this young man loves the game of football. And you try to find out the intangibles about his life so you can recruit to that. You try to find out what makes him tick, what makes him him, and recruit to that. You're not going to find anyone in the country with that talent, but with the thought process of how he goes about life. That's what you're trying to identify and go select young men that can uh, accompany him on his journey. What did you think of his shirt on Saturday in the pregame and the postgame? He's wearing a Deion Sanders shirt. I didn't. I don't know. You just first wanted to learn with that. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I love it. He, Travis like a dirty son to me. Travis. Uh, Travis got a tear out of my eye last week, man. He brought me, I'm a fisherman, he's a fisherman. And he, he brought me a uh, little lunchbox looking thing, which was uh, a reel. Uh, it was a reel inside that was unbelievable. That, uh, you know, you can't even get tangled up in this reel. You can't get a bird's nest in this reel. It was uh, phenomenal. And uh, he has the, the, the rod coming with it. And he's telling me, but he's teasing me. He's giving me bit to piece by piece, but just for him to care enough to understand that, uh, you know, that's what I love. And that's what we share in common. So I, I love that. I love that young man's life. It has nothing to do with athleticism. I just love him as a person. He's a tremendous human being. Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. Tyler Jane. How you doing, sir? I'm well, thank you. Um, just curious, from, from your playing days, if you have any memories of Nebraska as, you know, as a former 
really big power and one of the top teams in the country. What you yeah, they were unbelievable. They were unbelievable. My dearest, one of my dearest friends, Roger Thomas, played for Nebraska, and I can remember on one of my bye weeks in college, I went to see him play, and, and, I, and I saw the crowd and the way they responded, and it was unbelievable. But I think I played them. I don't know. If, I think it was my freshman season when we played Nebraska, and I'm pretty sure we won. But it was a tremendous uh, sight to see how they love football and they. Hey, Coach, uh, Jack Carlo with uh, Buffalo's Wire. Um, on Saturday, I don't think we saw Ultimate Casco or Kamani McLean. Just wondering yeah. if you could give us an update on those two. Well, uh, Kamani has to, he has, to, he has to be ready. He has to get ready. He has to get ready to play. Um, McCaskill, he's close. He was mad today because he took it upon himself to take his uh, gold jersey off on himself and not, you know, we didn't tell it to him. I'm like, I don't want you hit in practice. I want you to make it to the game. But he, he wants it so bad, he wants it right now. And we're going to monitor him and see. See, uh, he shouldn't have dreamed. I wouldn't have taken, but he shouldn't have dressed out. I wasn't going to play him. That wasn't going to happen. But the kid wants to play right now. Now, we got to make sure he's ready. He's prepared. Which one? Sean Keeler, Tampa Post. Yes, sir. You, you mentioned Travis. I'm, I'm curious, as somebody who could play anywhere on the field and did, why do you think it's so hard for a defensive guy to win the Heisman, to be considered for a Heisman? What can you say to those older voters who just won't embrace that? Because they want action. I mean, they want action, they want to see plays made, and it's hard to make plays when the play is not designed for you to make it. you got to be so aggressive and so dominant as Charles Woodson was to, to be able to command that type of attention and make those type of plays where you actually win the Heisman. Um, just having the audacity to get on offense side of the ball and be dominant, that gives him the upper hand. Um, He's tremendous. I think I said, on, I don't forget what show I was on yesterday. You have so many young men in high school that play both ways. And all these coaches promise them this, that you're going to be able to continue to do that when you come to this institution. And they lie. It's <laughs> just doing it to get them. I haven't yeah. seen it. I just haven't seen it happen. And I told them I'm not hard fine. I know how to do it. I know how to monitor it. I know how to make sure that you're where you need to be, but the rule I have is you have, you must be dominant on one side of the ball before I allow you to go to the other side. You must be dominant. And I feel that though Travis has proved his dominance on either side of the ball. And he's in incredible shape as well. Okay, Jacob. Here goes Jason Jones from Busby. How you doing, sir? Hey, not too bad. Good day in both of Obviously, Travis Hunter looks like he might be the greatest player in college football right now. Yes, but I'd like to get your response to uh, the play of Trevor Woods as well as Miles Slusher. Okay. Two other DBs that were critical in that game. Yeah, Trevor has been consistent. That's why he started. He's been tremendously consistent at understanding the playbook, getting guys lined up, and doing his job. And uh, he did his job tremendously in that game. Slush has been uh, a guy that's been consistent. We ask a lot of him, not only on the defense side of all the special teams, but I, I think Slush is banged up. Are we saying that or are we not saying that? Well, no, Slush, you know that. Yeah, Slush is banged up. I don't, I don't think uh, he's going to play this week. Yeah, but he's banged up and I want to 
do what's best for him right now instead of what's best for us right now. I don't want him, you know, just lagging and, and continue this. I'd rather him go, if he has to get a, a minor surgery, let's go get it right now so you can be ready for the run because we're going to make a run. I know as a coach, you mentioned the other day, you, you're already looking forward to the next one as soon as that one's over. Yeah. As you watch film, what are some things you saw that this team needs to get better at, especially defensively? Us? Yes. Mm -hmm. We got to stop the run. Mm -hmm. um, we got to tackle a lot, lot better. Linebackers got to do their jobs. Linebackers got to do their jobs. Um, coach Kelly called me great game. We just had we must execute the calls. Great game, great calls. You know what's supposed to happen, but when it don't happen, you get upset. And I can't get upset with the coach, I'm upset with the kid because I know what's supposed to happen. And we gotta hold those young men accountable, and we will, and we have. So he called a great game, but we, we must be better defensively because that in turn gives the opportunity, more opportunities to score. But the thing about that last game, the way it was going, and scoring, scoring, I just said to myself, as long as your door has the balls last, we're good. Because he's going to get us in. He's going to get us there. I, I, I've seen it his whole life, so I'm very secure with him. Big win, possible ranking. How do you keep them grounded and not read their headlines? And do you want that? Do you want, do you want them not read? Well, I, I want them to read their headlines because I'm not stupid enough to think that they're not. <laughs> You know, I, I hate when coaches say that. Don't read your clip. Don't read your clip because you bought out. I want you to read it. But you got to understand, uh, everything they say ain't true. Either way. Either way. And we start winning, not in the news press and, 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 and not on Saturday, but we started today. We started with the scout report today and understanding today. Yesterday, probably half the team was in watching film and getting prepared and studying. So I, I love that aspect of who these young men are and what they want. But they've seen the results of hard work and labor. They've seen that, hey man, all we gotta do is win. You see all the attention that we're getting? Like that, that has registered now. And uh, I think that's something that they could fathom, they didn't understand that it could happen because of the light that's shining upon us and we're thankful for that. But these young men, they know now, if, man, we just bowled out, we're gonna get the love that we desire. And that's all they want. They want attention, focus, and a little love and light. And I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, as long as they use it in the right way. Coach, Coach's poll just came out. We are number 25. We're at 25? <coughs> yes, sir. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> when the last time we've been ranked? Uh, a little bit in the COVID season before that 2016. Oh, sir. Matt, on that. You you said that Shadur has been like this his whole life. You know yes. you can trust him. Yes. But since he's shown up to campus, as he's a young man growing up through you know college, have you seen him take a jump in maturity? Because from outside looking in, it seems like he's taking on more of a vocal leadership role now, and he's holding his teammates accountable, maybe no. to another level. Or is this the same that you've no, seen from him his whole we're life? We're in Boulder, Colorado, at a prior five. I think our press conference was a little larger than they were last year. I think the notoriety and the television component is a little larger than it was last year. Much larger than it was in high school, even though we had uh, shows that, that, that showed on social media and so forth. He's been the consistent same guy, and that's what I love about him. He rocks steady. He doesn't, not, he, he doesn't allow the tension and focus and the likes to 
turn him or deter him or to lead him in a certain direction. He he is who he is unapologetically. He's going to speak his mind. Um, he's not abrasive whatsoever, but he's a very intelligent young man. So when he talks, you might want to listen because what he said is he's not saying to be offensive. He's just saying to educate and inform because he's trying to tell you what he sees. And that's the first thing I ask him when he come off the field. What do you see? What did you see? He said, I didn't like that. I, 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 that wasn't good. That wasn't good for us. It's cool. Let's go with it. Next series, let's get ready. So he shakes it off and he's ready for the next series. But he analyzes it in everything, on and off the field. And that's something that you want from a quarterback. You want to know their lifestyle, how they act on and off the field. Because that stuff translates. You can't be, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Last one. Good morning, Coach Prime. Mike Law with KU Insulated. How are you? How you doing, sir? Uh, question. Uh, talk about this. It was at the, the case with the spring game. Do you think we're going to see the same type of the alumni coming back for this week and all the hype building up with this rivalry? Game? I, I don't. I don't know. I'm so locked in on, on what we have to do. I'm not locked in on who's coming. Although uh, I have some friends that are definitely coming. <laughs> you, you guys don't love, you know, Sam. But I don't know about the alumni. All I do know if they decide to come, they have true instructions to take care of to make sure they feel at home, to make sure they feel comfortable, to make sure they feel like uh, they were a part of this process, and they were. I wouldn't be here in this building, wouldn't be here if we wanted to do Thanks, Coach. That's it. Thanks, Coach. You guys up? Yeah. Okay. So we heard about the coaches' poll, but if the AP comes out, where do you believe this team should be after the first game? I don't care what no one says about where we should be ranked. I don't care about no ranking. I care about how we would practice tomorrow. That's what I'm hearing about right now. That ranking, the ranking is, I don't have a record, does it? Mm -hmm. uh, ranking don't have a record. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. That's a good man, Sam. I don't care what you guys say about Sam, he's a good man. He's a good man. Shadur Joe Rico, My Life Sports Radio. First of all, congratulations with fantastic performance by you and your teammates. Can you talk a little bit about some of your feelings <clears throat> pregame, kind of how you thought? I know your father also gave a great pregame speech that I got to witness. Kind of, uh, it was amazing. Can you talk a little bit about the focus and the level of intensity prior to the game? Because you guys really showed everyone we could do. Um. The focus was there all the way. We've been there, we talked about it, we had great preparation, and we knew what we was gonna get. So the, when we go out for pregame warm-ups, I'm like, okay, this feel, it's giving me flashbacks of just uh, things I've seen before. So then we go out there first drive, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're not moving different. They're not moving way faster than you know the um, teams I used to play. So then I'm like, okay, cool. In practice, we getting we getting away faster from one defense than we get in. So, well, we just out them. We just had a, uh, a great day. Shador, when you went back on film, you evaluated your own performance. Clearly, the school record, 510 passing yards. But how did you feel you played? I feel like it was alright. I feel like it was cool. I feel like I, I missed a lot of stuff. I could have bigger numbers and stuff like that. So it's just like I, I don't really like. I watched the game, I seen all like the bad clips yesterday and stuff like that and it left a bad taste in my mouth really. 
about it. So I'm just motivated to get out there and just have more perfection and just a better game. Hey, Shador, Jake Schwanis, DMBR. Just wanted to ask you, do you think you're the best quarterback in the country? That's a biased question. Of course I think that. I feel like everybody, I think majority of quarterbacks as competitive are going to think that. So that's just for everybody to decide. But, of course, personally, I feel like that. Shador, a lot of you guys are new to Colorado. Do y'all feel like you're really bought into this rivalry week? The weight that comes with it? I mean, what's the weight? All it is is game two for us. Just a focus. We already got game one out the way. Um, that's behind us. I don't even like talking about it, thinking about it no more. We just got to be on to the next thing. So it's the preparation factor. And everybody knows, okay, cool, game one, that's fine, but we got to move on from that. So it's going to be... It's going to be um, more locked in, I'll say. Less mistakes. Understand it was our first time playing together and really being in the foxhole with the guys and really understanding I could count on this guy. I could count on the guys around me. I could count on the O-line to be there for me. And really just having that first test with each other. And everybody passed, you know. So it's just time to stop making the same mistakes and we can't do that again. Uh, ahead, Mickey. Mickey Edwards, you sports report. You played a phenomenal <coughs> game on Saturday. You already know that. But as you look at the tape and kind of see any miscues there, what do you see kind of on the maybe more negative side on how Saturday, like an overall performance? Overall performance, I feel like we got to get in and out the huddle faster. We can't, we can't be slow getting to the line of scrimmage. Um, we wasted a timeout, and we know at some point that could come back to haunt us, you know, in a, in a game. So we just can't make those simple mistakes. We can't put the ball on the ground. I gotta throw the ball away sometimes, can't take negative plays. Um, and just understand, okay, in practice is, is gonna look the same out there. So understanding, okay, in the game plan, what whatever we got, we just gotta get more reps, more reps at it, make sure everybody is in the right places. So my eyes go straight to the reads and stuff like that. Um, and that's it. Pat, when you pulled the other camera, uh, Shador, after the game the other day, coach mentioned needing to get more efficiency out of the ground game on offense after reviewing the, the film. What do you feel like has to happen there? Get the ground game going a little bit more, maybe take the pressure off of you in the, in the passing game a little bit? Well, I feel like it's not really no pressure on you, really. It's like every everything we caught, it was there. It was just, I made the read or I didn't. And that's just something, okay, cool, we got to tighten up. We can't miss. Certain reads, we can't miss that type of stuff. Can't miss certain throws. So the run game is going to be there. Just got to lean on it, and we just we just take what the defense give us. If they're going to give us, if they're going to let us throw the ball. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to let us run. We're going to run. So it's just nobody has um, prize of the game. Nobody knows. Okay, cool. We're going to go for this. Like we didn't know we was going for 510 yards last night. We didn't know that. What happened? Man, yards lots of stuff. We didn't know that. It just happened. Somehow, some way, it just happened. So, last time we had that many yards was in the scrimmage, the first scrimmage. So then it was like, dang, we really went 500. That's crazy. Hey, Shador McMiller, Fox 31. Obviously, you guys set a school record with four receivers, having over 100 yards. Can you take us into all the amount of work that you put in with your guys and also along with Coach Lewis? Because it seemed like he called a great game and you executed that game plan basically to perfection. Yeah. It was almost perfection. It wasn't, you know, I missed a couple of reads, so that's still haunting me right now, you know, so. 
It's just taking what the defense gives us, honestly, and knowing it's a trust factor with the receivers, knowing if you're going to be in the right places where I need them to be. Because we talk about everything. Coach, coach, coach gets mad because I always talk about the uh, one-off situations, like to where you just got to understand they may have just got you that play. That's it. But I like being very detailed and really just having answers for everything the defense does. So just over preparing, really. So I feel like that's what helped us get to having those numbers in that game. And when you get the ball in an explosive player's hand, that's what happens. And that's not the only, that's just, that's, that was just their game this week, this past week. We don't know whose game is going to be next week, week after. So anybody can have any amount of receiving yards. We're not thinking about that. It's more about where the read takes us and just being in the right spot. Shadora Brighton, how on the Royal Daily Camera. Um, you guys now have tape out there that teams can see this mm-hmm. on the team. But do you, you as a student of the game, you kind of like the chess match that now goes into it, and you've now got to see what they're going to give you and try to play off of that? No, we, we kind of dictate what they're going to do. Like, we're not thinking about, dang, what they're going to give us. Like, because we already know, we already know what most likely they're going to think, we know what they're going to do. So it's just like, that's just what it is. So we just focus on, okay, how can we do this better? Like, how can I not miss the three? How could we get off the sideline faster and stuff like that? That's 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 really simply it. If we just execute what Coach calls and do the right thing, it gives us the tools to make every play right almost. So if we're able to do that at a high level, then it's going to be hard to stop. Chidor, Ariel, let's do the night news. Um, what have you learned about this rivalry with Nebraska since you've been here? And like, who's kind of taught you about it? Um, what has the team taken from it? And what are you really looking forward to in this game specifically on Saturday? Don't wear red in the facility. <laughs> I got to take the red shirt off my website for my clothes this week. I got to make that call in your locker room. So that, that's really, that's really, we just know the history of it. Colorado, we don't like Nebraska. <laughs> so, so that's just what it is. We just got to focus on that. Okay, cool, we don't like Nebraska, but that's not going to, that's not really going to change like the preparation or anything like that. We prepare like, Nobody likes this because we know we're going to get everybody's best game. So it's just another thing on top of like a little bit more motivation, just a little bit, but we got to already be motivated off the road. Hey, you told us in the offseason that uh, you're going to have too much time to prepare for TC, and we saw what happened. Now it's a little bit of a different challenge. How do you personally and Coach Lewis microwave that process having less time this, this time around? I would say I just understand the scheme. I really like learning and understand like the coaches and the schemes and stuff like that. Understand, you know, what trees they come from and stuff like that. So it's really just being a student, knowing this week, okay, cool, we're not gonna have as, as much time as we have. So now a lot of time gets cut out. Like a lot of time it's more focused on just watching football, football, football. Different teams that run the same scheme, different um prior games that I played in the past that run a similar scheme, stuff like that, understanding their players and really knowing them intimately. So that's really it. They got a lot of talented players. They got good D linemen, they got good backers, they got good teams. So it's like just being very, just understanding what, what we got on the table, understanding what they got. Carlos, what you gonna call DSM? <clears throat> What did you talk about fourth down, fourth and 
to your mindset and what was going through your mind, and how much does your work with Tom Brady impact those serious stressful moments in your life? Alright, I'm going to answer the first question you got to ask second one again. <laughs> Alright, so the fourth and two, it's like I know everybody, I'm up there, I'm like, I'm like, fourth and two, dang. So then, I know everybody's feeling like, dang, what are they going to do right here? And I'm in my head like, dang, it's fourth and two. But I've been there before, you know, so it's like, this is not my first fourth and two game on the line situation. So, I'm like, okay, execute the play call, that's it. If that ain't there, then extend the play, do something, make it happen. But like, I'm human too, so how y'all feel, y'all be like, dang, it's 4 2 what's gonna happen? And on the third to 16 with Trav, it was like, find a one-on-one, find a best matchup, and put it there, and that's it. So 4 2 is like, ain't no way we losing this game, it don't matter what's going on. The throw ain't there, we gonna get it some way, somehow. Like, we're not going out like that. So, that's it. And how much does your work with Tom Brady that you were working on uh, impact those situations? It impacts it a lot because um, four and two, it's not a big pressure situation to me because every down, every down you should treat it the same like it's a high pressure situation, like games on the line because you don't know when the players could dictate the game. You don't know what's down, what it could be, interception, fumble, anything like that. So every play is a seriousness it has to me. That's just more serious because, okay, game went on. But to me, every place is serious. But working with Tom, it was just talking to him and understanding, okay, how to improve each week. Uh, he texts me after the game, don't be satisfied. <laughs> like, it's cool. So it was cool hearing from him knowing he's still watching and stuff like that. But just working with him, it really helped me just understand, don't focus on the good things. We did that. that that's, that's not a thing we're going to do that. Regardless, focus on the bad things. Focus on the things that we wasn't able to do at a high level. So improve that, and you got full armor everywhere. But if you just focus on the good, the, the, the things in the light, doing okay, Dylan had um, a lot of receiving yards, but it's okay, Dylan, on this one route, you got you to gotta make this decision. So it's just really just like highlighting the, the, the bad things that we did and watching that over and over and over. And giving us that bad feeling like we can't make the same mistake. Two more. Go ahead, Pat. Two more. Pat Graham, Associate Press. Um, congratulations. Um, when you're at the center of the college universe like you guys are right now, and you've had a week like you did, how do you stay grounded? How do you stay humble? Or is, do you not want to stay grounded and humble? Do you want to just I don't know, celebrate the moment? I mean, this ain't my first time here. We we had it at Jackson. It was just now it's just a bigger stage, bigger level to where it's on ESPN and TV all the time, like all day. But I don't, I don't really, I'm off social media. Not too many people have, have my phone number, um, but when I really keep with me. So it's like, I don't, I don't see none of that stuff, honestly. I don't, I don't watch TV at home. Like we probably put on YouTube, watch full games, so here and there, like game film, but that's it. When I don't really, I'm not, I'm disconnected from that type of stuff because I know what it could lead to. I know what it could lead to. So that's why I always reference like my past because I feel like like God put me in a position to where I went through all these trials and everything in my prior years and stuff in college and understand the different situations and everything that I'm gonna go through to prepare me for this year. So now it's just it's just regular. I don't really have no feelings towards anything. Good. Hey, Shador, uh, Tony Casolo, Buffalo's Wire. 
you, you talk about that human element or the motion of the game. Can you give us a little sneak peek what's going through your mind trying to watch the defense seal the game for you guys last weekend? Really, it's just me talking to the whole line. Yes, I'm not watching the defense. I, I just, I just don't like watching because I don't, I don't. I feel like when I watch, they may something may happen, so I just don't watch. So then I just, I just get the guys together and tell them like, "Hey, bro, we're gonna have to have another drive. We're gonna get it, bro. Ain't no way we're losing this game." So it's really like a real intimate moment with the O line, and that's where I feel like that's, I feel like that's the my highlight of the game. It's really being able to look those guys in the eyes and know, like they got my back. And we're all there mentally. We're all there knowing that no matter what happens, we're going to go there, drive down the field, we're going to score. We got to have another one, another one, another one. So however things played out, mentally we was ready. So that's really, that's really our main mindset, I'll say offensively, and knowing just no matter what, if they're doing good, if they're doing bad, it don't, that shouldn't affect us. We should have to want to score every drive that we can. And if we don't, then we kind of failed ourselves. Thanks. All right, thanks, Durham. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.